Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very senior professional from India, currently talking to us from San Francisco, USA, Mr. Bhuvan Srinivasan. Bhuvan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. Very nice to be here. Thank you. Bhuvan is the Chief Business Officer of Ultra Human. He was earlier Director of Private Equity with KKR and Bain in Singapore. So Bhuvan, let's start by asking you a question about your own journey from working in business, finance and legal. Uh, and then you went on to design the clinical trials at Ultra Human. So tell me a little bit about your own journey. Yeah, sure. So, so Ashtar, actually my career, I would say, was broken up into three parts. Hmm. The first part was as, as an R&D scientist working in the U.S., Okay. Um, so that's how it all started. I was a biomedical engineer, then became an R&D scientist. Um, so very technical stuff, working in the lab, mm-hmm. uh, coming up with you know new new ways, new algorithms, new technologies. Um, and then I wanted to do something a bit broader. So I, I started uh, working in business with Bain and Company in Singapore, um, and then later on in private equity. So the idea really was to expand my knowledge to go broader and broader. Hmm. Um, that was the second part. And investing, of course, is a very uh, integrative sort of a discipline, you know, where you really have to consider all the risks, all the benefits that you can get. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and then the third piece, which has been more entrepreneurship, which I started about a year ago when I joined Ultra Human, hmm. uh, is now sort of pulling all of that together. So, you know, all the... Uh, technical skills, all the finance skills, all the thoughts about how to increase value in a company, mm. um, but also fundamentally how to make things happen on the ground. So, so th- those have been the three sort of, you know, uh, parts of my career so Fantastic. far. Fantastic. And uh, in Ultra Human, you say that you're building the world's most advanced metabolic fitness platform. Tell me about uh, what you do at um, Ultra Human and what is the background of this amazing name? Yeah, so I think, you know, the, what people don't uh, perhaps appreciate, you know, we've heard of heart attacks, we've heard of cancer, um, we've heard of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. So th- those are three big issues that the world faces. Um, but actually, there's a fourth one, which is called metabolic disease. Hmm. And metabolic disease, people say, oh, that's diabetes. But actually, that's not true. Diabetes is part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a much broader set of diseases. So these four um, which is cardiac, cancer, metabolic disease, and uh, neurological disease, they actually account for 80% of all mortality, um, mm. if you look at it. So they're the four big ones. And metabolic uh, disease or metabolic fitness mm. um, is something that has been largely untackled. And so what we are trying to do is bring more awareness uh, to that. Mm. Fact. Essentially, meta- metabolism is the way that your body converts and uses energy. Mm-hmm. So we can use glucose, we can use fats, we can use ketones, we can use lactates. Um, but we're trying to study what is happening in your body mm-hmm. uh, and then bring that to the most optimal way uh, for your health, for your longevity. So good glucose control, good insulin control. Actually, if you have good habits, um, you will live longer, you will live healthier, um, you will prevent heart attacks, you will mm-hmm. prevent the onset of cancer and so on. So it's like very uh, all-encompassing uh, type of approach. Mm-hmm. The really cool part is that it doesn't require medication. Um, by changing your lifestyle in small ways, mm. you can actually improve your metabolic fitness and your metabolic health quite dramatically. Mm. I'll give you one small example. If you lose 5 to 10% of body weight, 
you can actually reduce the chance of getting diabetes by 60%, mm. uh, which is dramatic. You know, it's like a huge improvement uh, at a time when perhaps one in three people have the risk of getting pre-diabetes. Mm. This is very, very relevant and very, very important for us to understand. Fascinating. And you're actually talking to the converted, you know. I've been a diabetic, I'm 66, but I've been a diabetic for about 20 years. And I started a program where I went, became completely vegan. I've lost lost okay. 10 kilos and I'm almost entirely off my medication. So okay, good now, for I know you. What I can, now I can say that I've... You're ahead of the game. You're, you're <laughs> no, the I understand what the term metabolic fitness means. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. But for my viewers and listeners, uh, help me understand how do you define metabolism? Sure. So, you know, at the heart of it, um, I think the, it's a Greek word which which basically talks about to change. So what does it mean to change? It means how is your body processing things? Specifically, how is the body processing um, your fuels, your energy? Where does your energy come from, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you remember biology, we have these small organelles in our cells called mitochondria. Mm-hmm. So the mitochondria are responsible for creating energy in our, in our body and everything comes from there. So, mm-hmm. you know, your heartbeat and your muscles and your nerves ability to breathe, ability to walk, everything is coming from your mitochondria. Mm. Um, over time, uh, through sort of, uh, you know, I would say bad lifestyle factors, you end up losing the ability of your mitochondria to generate energy. Mm. And that causes a bunch of issues, which then leads to uh, problems around weight gain. It could lead to problems like diabetes. It could lead to PCOS and so on. Mm. So metabolism is actually a very broad term but ultimately it goes down to your body's ability to use energy. Mm. And a lot of that, uh, as you would have known, is is, uh, driven by lifestyle factors and by genetic factors. Mm. Genetic factors we can't do anything about, but there's a lot that we can do from the lifestyle. In fact, people say 90% of life is lifestyle and 10% is genetics. So what we're trying to do is to help you improve your sleep, help you improve your food, help you improve your activity, help you improve your stress, in, interestingly, all of these contribute to your body's metabolism. So if you're, you're stressed, your metabolism is actually poorer. Uh, when you sleep less, your metabolism is actually poorer. So you're actually putting your body into um, a harmful zone by not taking care of those factors. And, and obviously food, right? I mean, when we all overeat and all, we are in, increasing the risk of getting prediabetes and diabetes over time. So that's what we're trying to do. And it's all, all encompassing. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And uh, you know, when I was reading about you and preparing for our conversation, uh, you also say that you help in decoding uh, our yeah. metabolism. Um, yeah. Help me understand what do you do and what are some of the steps? Sure. So, you know, we use wearable. Mm-hmm. What we do is we use what is called a continuous glucose monitor. Mm-hmm. And then we also have another wearable uh, called the ultraviolet ring, and we'll come to that in a second. Mm-hmm. But the idea is between these wearables, we figure out what does your lifestyle look like? What mm-hmm. are you eating? Are you active? Are you not active? Are you, how are you sleeping? When you exercise, do you recover quickly, not recover quickly? Mm-hmm. And from that, we are trying to figure out, you know, for you specifically, right? Um, is your problem sleep? Or is your problem food? Or is your problem activity? Or is your problem stress? And so you could have a sleep problem. I could have a stress problem. Mm-hmm. So the What you need to do is very different from what, what I need to do. So that is what we're working on decoding that, you know, what are the changes that you should make? What is the highest ROI change, right? Um, what is the smallest intervention that you can make that will have a meaningful impact? So that is what we mean by 
by decoding because all of these are actually impact impacting your metabolism mm. but people historically have said oh you know just eat this or just eat that or drink water with lemon mm. and so the, the reality is you need to have a very personalized approach because okay. literally you have to I have to figure out what did what does your body need versus what my body needs mm. that's what we're trying to do fascinating and uh, you spoke a little bit about the ring and about the device tell me more about this and is it available uh, to to people who want to start this process yeah absolutely so um what you know like i was describing uh metabolism is pretty complicated is complicated because so many things impact um you know what is happening inside your body mm-hmm. so let's let's say you take a simple um, biomarker called you know glucose right everybody has glucose in their body um every cell in your body literally uses glucose you from your brain to your heart to your liver everything uses glucose so what we do is we use um uh, a glucose monitor to figure out how is the glucose in your body being used what mm-hmm. is changing the glucose is it food um you know for example you ate something your glucose spiked let's try to figure out what it is that is making mm-hmm. a glucose spike let's try to reduce the the impact of those spikes mm-hmm. that could be you sleep better it could be you take a walk after your meal mm-hmm. there's literally like a 50 to 100 things you could be doing uh, all small things to make your uh, metabolism better mm-hmm. and so the ring um, which is this tiny thing um i don't know if you can see it but it's full okay. of electronics yeah so this actually you just wear it, wear it on your finger um you know and it stays with you the whole day uh recording what's happening um let's say your heart rate recording what's happening in the body temperature um with your heart rate variability uh, all those things spo2 um so it can figure out what is happening in your body mm. and then along with the glucose sensor uh, start to give you these tiny interventions that you that you can be making over time so let's mm. say um it's it's knows that you ate something your mm. glucose is rising uh, then it'll say please go for a walk mm. so the ring will say okay let's say you had pav bhaji today Mm. and you went for a walk of a thousand steps mm. and the thousand steps managed to control your pav bhaji tomorrow if i have pav bhaji and khandvi and a rasmalai mm. it will say last time thousand steps was enough probably you need 2000 steps this time okay that is what we're aiming for that is mm. i mean we're not there yet mm. but that is the idea and with the sensors and with the knowledge that we have between the sensors mm. we'll be able to get to that level of specificity mm. so that's what we're trying to do mm. um it could even be stuff like oh you know today you didn't sleep well so please reduce the amount of carbs that you're having so when you have pav bhaji you eat one slice of toast don't eat two slices mm. so so that's that's the kind of uh, specific insight that we're hoping to get to because the idea is just to make it easy for people you know it's too life is too hard lots of stuff going on um how do we just make lifestyle changes easy i agree. i agree and i know i've never come across anybody who does not say i i think i can lose some more weight or you know i think i can feel better it's it's aspirational yeah. for every but nobody seems to know how and now what you're yeah. saying is that this is this ring available the ultra human ring it is available so you could just uh, you know google our google ultra human it'll it'll take you to our website uh, the ring is avail- available for pre order now um we've been very, been very lucky we've got a you know thousands of people have uh, supported us and trusted us mm-hmm. um and we have we've been shipping the rings for the last month or so so oh, the ring is available the glucose sensor uh, software is available both of them are available in uh, in india and uh, uae right now and then we hope to expand to other countries as well, well then you please uh, see watch out for two more orders coming from me for me and my wife 
<laughs> that's okay. that's fantastic. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Is, is, this is this... the first time. Sorry, sorry, no, this is the first time that we're making something like this in India. So I it's been try. it's been a challenge, um, especially with COVID. Uh, you know, uh, preparing for contingencies. What if Hong Kong shuts down? What if Singapore shuts down? What if Taiwan shuts down? So I think um, kudos to the team for delivering this on time and and getting this in the hands of customers. It's been a huge. Your challenge absolutely incredible but you know uh, when you talk metabolic fitness mm-hmm. is it primarily for diabetics or is it overall uh, you know general wellness for every human being it's for every human being so like i said every every cell in your body uses glucose and and everybody's body uses glucose so um diabetes is just one of the endpoints of um, you know of metabolic health of something going wrong in your body uh, but actually, it could be something as common as weight loss. We discussed weight loss a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be something as common as lethargy. Um, so it's it's actually everything. Um, so I'll just give you some stats, right? So if you and I'll give you some stats for the US as an mm-hmm. example. The US has um, about thirty million diabetics, um, but about ninety percent plus of the population, so so about three hundred million people, are metabolically unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So diabetes is actually a very small part of this whole uh, problem. Mm. So there is a lot more that we sort of should be doing um, other than diabetes itself. Mm. So eventually what we want to do is prevent people from getting diabetes, prevent mm. people from gaining weight, prevent people from having PCOS. Uh, I think that would be the sort of, you know, that would be an amazing thing to, to make a contribution towards. Because if you can prevent disease to begin with, um, help people live longer, help people live healthier, uh, you know that that would be a really nice thing to see mm-hmm. in the future. I agree. I agree, and all the data that this little ultra human ring is collecting from each one of us. What are some of the steps that an individual can take, and how do you normally support in analyzing a lot of that information or data? So we, um, you know, we are firm believers that um, the feedback to folks have to, has to be real time. So, you know, it needs to tell you, if you look at the habit science, it says what it, that changes need to be micro in nature. Mm. So the larger the change, the less likely they stick. Mm. Um, the feedback needs to be real time in nature because, you know, if somebody tells you a week from now that, oh, um, you know, you should not have eaten that for dinner. Mm. You know, you've kind of even forgotten what you ate for mm. dinner. So it, it's Correct. kind of meaningless. Correct. So what we're trying to do is give you like as quickly as possible. So, for example, it'll say that, you know, for the last two hours, you've been stationary. Maybe you should move around a little bit. Maybe you should go for a walk. Mm. Um, it can combine with the glucose sensor and say glucose is rising, like we gave the example of the number of steps. Um, it can say that, you know, uh, last time you ate this kind of food, mm. your sleep was not very good. So maybe you want to try to go sleep a bit earlier in the day. Mm. So those are all the micro changes that we can make. So think of it any any combination of food, sleep, activity, stress, um, that's those are that's what we're playing with and mm-hmm. trying to uh, be very specific to you. So that's that's really what uh, what the idea is. Fascinating. Let's now move on and ask me a little more generic questions on personal devices. Uh, I'd love to get your perspective. You know, when I was uh, when I founded Guardian Pharmacy and was running it, there were basically two, three or four personal devices: your glucometer, your blood pressure meter, your your thermometer. Well, and probably yeah. a weighing scale. These are the only four personal devices you could find in people's homes. But I now yeah. find devices like uh, Ultra Human Ring and others coming in. So what kind of innovations yeah. are happening, Bhuvan, happening, Bhuvan, yeah. in the area of personal devices? 
Yeah, um, you know, we are going to move from, um, if you remember, your camera used to be a standalone device. Yeah. Um, and it was just hard to collect data, you know, think of it as data acquisition. It was mm. difficult to acquire data. Mm. Um, then sensors became really cheap. And now, you know, my phone has three cameras on it, yep. three lenses on it, um, and three microchips behind them. And what happened was that data acquisition became really easy. Mm. And so now the, then the focus shifted to um, how can I make pictures look better? Mm. How can I put it on Instagram? How can I get more um, views on Instagram, right? Um, so I think we're going to go through the same thing in healthcare, where mm. back in the day it was, oh, you have a thermometer, let's check your temperature. There was like one metric. Uh, then it became something else. Then it became something else. Um, information was taken, not in a continuous manner, but in a discrete manner. So, you know, you had those prick meters, you prick mm -hmm. yourself, um, you squeeze the blood out and you take glucose. Yeah, You're supposed to do that four times a day, but you know, it's really painful. So most people, if they're good, they're at least do it twice a day, but most people don't even do that. So mm -hmm. there was just lack of data. There was a lack of information. Mm -hmm. Acquiring data was so difficult. Mm -hmm. um, we had seen a big change in that. So now you you have um, Apple watches, you have Fitbit, you have the ring from our mm. side, you have continuous glucose monitors. Okay, so now all the data is coming in. What do we do with this? So mm. we are at a place where everybody's struggling. Oh, I, my glucose data is coming in, my heart rate data is coming in, my steps data is coming in. Mm. Um, you know, what does it mean? So we are at a stage where data acquisition has become easier, but the insights are still lacking. Correct. So we are really working hard on using AI, using uh, software using technology mm. to make the insights more and more specific and more and more actionable. Mm. And that's going to help both us like as consumers. Uh, and it's also going to help doctors because, you know, you can imagine doctors are overwhelmed. I mean, the, you, you are only looking at your data. They're looking at data of 50 people in a day. Correct. So they have no idea how to, how to handle it. It's too mm. much. Mm. So what we want to do is help you figure out your data. And over time, also help doctors uh, figure out, you know, what to do with all this data. Mm. And of course, the treatment uh, has to lie with the doctor because doctors should be making the decision on what is the form of treatment. Mm. But we ref definitely need to help them make uh, make sense of this data and make it easier to digest. So, so that's that's really where I think a lot of this uh, this stuff is going. And mm. um, if you can imagine, if I'll take the example of self-driving cars, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's not um, 10 years ago, they said, oh, wow, how can you ever have a self-driving car, right? It, right? It's impossible. Uh, and it's not that the sensors became like a, like a, you know, a million times better. It's just that we literally have a billion times more data than we did earlier. Mm -hmm. And we have AI to handle that data for us. So I think the same thing is going to happen here, but it's not, the sensors will be the same, mm -hmm. uh, just acquiring more data per person. Uh, and then the software and the data will help you um, get to deeper and deeper insights. Mm -hmm. So, so that's that's really the effort. So, how can you combine? You know, it's like building blocks. Yeah. Glucose plus temperature plus activity uh, plus sleep. Mm -hmm. What does that really mean? What mm -hmm. is that? What is the insight of that? Mm -hmm. Today, I don't have an answer for you, mm -hmm. but I think in a few years we will have an answer. Okay, the insight means that you have a higher chance of getting Alzheimer's in the future. Mm -hmm. so it'll be something really cool um, like that. It'll be predictive. It'll be preventive. Um, that's what we're really trying to get to. That's so fascinating. And I'm so grateful for such a great response. You know, because I was talking to somebody who makes these devices and I said, listen, your device is giving me my blood pressure. It's telling me my sugar. It's telling me how I'm sleeping. It's telling me, you know, that, you know, I've done, I've walked so many steps every day. Now, what on yeah. earth am I supposed to do with five, six different yeah. pieces of data? 
Uh, and they said there's no analytics available. But my next question to you, Bhavan, is that you mentioned very briefly on the use of artificial intelligence. Yeah. What are your thoughts on how will artificial intelligence be able to actually help me analyze my own data even before going to a doctor? Yeah, so I mean, think of it, think of artificial intelligence in one form as pattern recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one easy way to, to, to think of it. Um, once we have, let's say you have the ring on you. For one year, you've had the ring. The ring understands how you eat. The ring understands how active you are, um, all of that stuff, right? And then what I see uh, potentially is that your SpO2, mm-hmm. your oxygen saturation starts to go down. Mm-hmm. Your temperature yeah. is starting to go up. You haven't noticed anything. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you still feel perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And your respiratory rate is starting to go up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what that means is you're probably getting COVID. That's that's before you even realize that you have any kind of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so AI can basically look at your own data mm-hmm. and then look at the data of our other thousands of users and say, okay, you know, previously when somebody showed those symptoms, they ended up with COVID. Mm-hmm. So Ashutosh, you're probably getting COVID. Maybe you should isolate yourself for the next day or two to see how things are going. Right and 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 take some preventive measures. Maybe you maybe you need to take some vitamins. Maybe you need to keep some other uh, you know at the very least you know uh, keep some um, ibuprofen or acetaminophen uh, at hand. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that could happen. Um, obviously, we can extend that. It could go into um, you know you're going to get uh, potentially you're going to get food poisoning. So you know something as simple as man keep keep a bathroom around. Right. I mean you you don't want to be caught traveling. Yeah. Um, so I had food poisoning, my glucose went bonkers, like really? uh, because of the stress response mm-hmm. in your body. So, uh, and glucose and temperature were rising together. Mm-hmm. So those are things that we should be able to pick up and, and help you out with. Um, and I think you'll need AI to make sense of it uh, at a population level across mm-hmm. thousands of people and then tailor it to you that, you know, how, what is normal for Ashutosh? Maybe Ashutosh gets... You know, in January, maybe his 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 temperature goes a little bit down because it is cold. Mm. So, so nothing to worry about. But if the same thing happens in June, mm. then maybe something is something weird is happening. Said. So Wonderful. that's what we're trying to do. Thank you. What a great response. And my last question, Bhavan, and this is for the many many people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your own our own amazing journey and all the creative work that you are doing, uh, along with all your colleagues at Ultra Human. What would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from your own journey and from our conversation? Absolutely. I would say one small thing that, you know, has been hammered into me after studying Mm. the habit sciences, make small changes, Mm. and uh, not large ones. Um, You know, take small steps, master them, and then go on, go Mm. on to the next one. So you know, don't go on some crazy diet. Don't mm-hmm. go on some crazy workout thing. Um, that's not, <clears throat> the science proves that it's not going to lead to lasting change, mm-hmm. right? And make changes that you can you can see for the rest of your life. So mm-hmm. if you're saying, "Man, I'm going to cut out sweets," are you going to cut out sweets for the rest of your life? I love sweets, so that's that's a Me too. close to my heart example. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't cut out sweets for the rest of my life. So why am I trying to cut out sweets today? Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to figure out how to moderate them. So things like that, right? Make yeah. small changes, not very large ones. Very I would say the, the second thing is um, we have seen how fintech, edtech have changed dramatically. Mm-hmm. The way that people learn today, the way that people do payments today, you know, with UPI mm-hmm. and things like that. 
um, has been a huge shift. And mm. I expect healthcare yeah. and health tech uh, to be similarly impacted in the next 10 years. And it's going to be um, very, very interesting because it's going to put a lot of the uh, awareness. It's going to put a lot of, the, frankly, the responsibility also on each mm. of us. Today, we outsource our care Mm. Uh, to our doctors, right? Yep. And poor doctors are overwhelmed. The, yep. the, the medical system is overwhelmed. They're supposed to deal with somebody who's trying to mm. lose weight and somebody who's had a heart attack and somebody who's had Alzheimer's. I mean, there's just too much for them to deal with. Right. Um, but with the technology, it's going to come back into, into your hands. So just like in the past, wow. you go to a bank to make a transfer, but today you can do it from your phone. Mm. The healthcare is going to go through that same evolution. A lot of it was going to lie on your phone. Mm. Um, and if you wish, you can be responsible and you can have better outcomes. So, so a lot of responsibility would come back to you. Um, and I'd say the third thing is, um, and something to watch out for is there's a new field of longevity mm. uh, that is emerging. Mm. And people are saying that the person who's going to live to be 150 has already been born. So somebody on the on the planet today will live to be 150. Wow. Um, and uh, there's a lot of effort on how do you stay healthier for longer? Mm. Um, how do you live for longer? There will be lifestyle interventions. There will be therapeutic, meaning drugs uh, type yeah. of interventions. Um, but I think as a thought experiment, what I, what I try to think of is if I'm going to live to be 80 or 90 or 100 and I'm going to be healthy, Hmm. How many more careers would I like to have? Right, I already talked about three. <laughs> um, but you know, maybe I want to be a travel writer at some point. Uh, maybe I want to be a professor at some point. And so I think it's, it's really important to be, uh, you know, to think longer term, to cultivate interest, to be curious, uh, because we will have, we will all have more time potentially, um, and and hopefully healthy time, uh, and, and we'll have to make. You know, make it a make it a meaningful mm. as opposed to watching Netflix all day long. So, so those are the some of the things on on my mind. You know, oh, amazing. And mm-hmm. on that note, Bhuvan and your three amazing lessons, which is make small changes, take really bite sized milestones, make changes that can be sustained. Your second one was uh, health tech will become huge, uh, so we should keep watching out for what's okay. happening. We probably have to prepare to start to look at possibilities of taking healthcare in our own hands uh, and then working with healthcare specialists. And third one is what you spoke very rightly, which is longevity is a new field. uh, And we really have to start thinking, what are we going to do as our lives get longer and longer and longer? Thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank Thank you you. for talking to me about your own journey, about ultra-human, about ultra-human ring. I'm going to ask all our viewers and listeners to go and check out the ultra-human ring. Please do. I don't need to check it out. I've already sold, so I will be ordering two for my <laughs> me and my wife. Thank you also for talking to me about such an amazing and deep knowledge you have about metabolism and all the stuff that's happening in the body. Thank you again Thank you, and good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.